Welcome or welcome back to Below the Dot Podcast, where we recap and discuss a new episode of Degrassi, The Next Generation, every throwback Thursday from the Degrassi Black Hole. I am one of your hosts, Terry McGregor. I am your other host, Chris Sharp. And today we are recapping the (laughs) (laughs) two-part season two premiere of Degrassi, The Next Generation, titled When Doves Cry. But before we get into our usual segment of trivia for Terry, we want to take a moment to include a trigger warning regarding today's episode as it covers the topic of child abuse. Yes, as we know from watching Degrassi, Degrassi goes there, which means that, of course, we're going to absolutely be discussing some sensitive subjects in this episode specifically. I want you to please be mindful and take care of yourself as we move forward, covering these topics in the coming episodes. In this episode, we're going to discuss physical and emotional abuse. I am not going to include any sound clips from the abuse scenes, but I recognize that discussing sensitive topics can still serve as a trigger. So I just want to remind you guys to take care of yourselves in moving forward with this episode. Yes, and this is the part where we go into trivia for Terry. Yes, I have two trivia questions, and honestly, you're probably going to get it. (laughs) Um, What does Albert Manning do for a living? He's a doctor, a surgeon? He, yes, he is a surgeon. Okay. And where does Craig wish to escape to? Oh, British Columbia? Yes. Wow. It's like I watched the episode or something. I know. Look at you. <laughs> cool. Well, with that being said, we'll get into Terry's tidbits. And on a similar note, I only have one, and I realized that as we just hit record. So we'll keep it short as we are covering episodes one and two of season two's premiere. And the tidbit I have for you, my friends, is that we learn a little bit more about Joey's wife who passed away. Um, We learned about her briefly in season one, episode one during the reunion, but we got very vague details about her. And the one detail we get about her. Yeah. I love the way she calls me Joe. (laughs) Precisely. Um, And the one thing we get about her today is the fact that her favorite color is yellow. And we learned that from Angela, who is her daughter and who we will learn to be Craig's uh, stepsister. So interesting because we'll, if you watch the episode, you'll see a bit more about her because we'll visit her, the cemetery for her and things like that. But this is like the most that we've learned about her and like all the things are adding up. But I don't know if we ever see a photo of her. So this is what we got. All right. So again, we're going to open up with a trigger warning, and we are starting with our A plot. So in our opening scene, we are introduced to a new face who we soon find out belongs to Craig Manning. This mysterious new student is taking unsolicited pictures of Joey Jeremiah and his daughter Angie slash Angela, played by Alexandria Steele, IRL sister to Cassandra Steele, Manny. My favorite fun fact of like all time. Yeah, and they look exactly alike. Um, They do. Yeah. So Joey sees Craig, but seems to opt against speaking to him. And Craig walks into his house, evidently late, where his father is waiting for him over dinner. Albert Manning is not happy about this, and he shows it by knocking a plate off the table. While Craig came home in a light mood, the mood instantly changes as his dad does this. The next day is Craig's first day. and Watching him walk into the school, Emma and Manny are incredibly excited to start the school year. They're in eighth grade. Or grade eight, as the Canadians say. 
They swoon over the new student and high-five each other. And I'm not sure why at all they're wearing boxing gloves. Did you notice that? I noticed that and I didn't note it, but I literally was like, why do we keep seeing these boxing gloves? Like, this is so random. (laughs) Is this an inside joke to, like, DJH that we don't know about? Honestly. And then it's like... Or I don't know if you could see the logo on the gloves. Is it like a ad placement? Because I saw a few ad placements in here. Mm, that I'll, that's, I'll like that's valid. Peek at. And so while Emma and Manny are super excited for this year, Spinner and Jimmy, on the other hand, are not happy about the merged schools, noting the overcrowding and displeasure in seeing Sean Cameron has returned to Degrassi. <laughs> So this, so usually I do like an A plot, B plot, but at the beginning of this episode, we're kind of like very quickly going, shifting back and forth between the grade eights and the grade nines. When the middle school merging with the high school, or with the middle school merging with the high school, JT has a mission this year as a grade eight to start dating older women, which honestly, the nerve, who, who JT? Honestly, who? And by older women, like a grade, that's hilarious, but also no, (laughs) he's like five in real life. Yeah. Uh, yes, truly. He's so small. <laughs> uh, Paige is also back at Degrassi and with a botched a new haircut, she's desperate for cash so she can have it fixed. I don't know how you're going to fix that mullet, which interesting. Fun fact, aren't mullets like back now or something? They are. So that's the funny thing is I was like, OK, her hair looks really bad, but it's not exactly a mullet. And I would know that because mullets are bad, bad back and bad. Sadly, yeah, I'm not a fan. <laughs> I so think I know actually what they look like. I would say I think they actually look cuter on curly hair. Um, they do. If if they're going to look good, it's going to be on a curly head. But anyway. Yeah. I've never saw, seen one on a man and been like, yeah, that's hot. It's absolutely the curly cuts of a mullet, <laughs> which Paige yes. doesn't have. So it's terrible. Right. So Paige's hair drama has not, however, distracted her from ending her friendship with Ashley. Guys. Hey, I tried to call you and I got back. How was your summer? Anyway, about my hair. Give him time. I'm sure we'll, you know. What, forgive and forget? Right. Ashley seems disappointed and is pessimistic that they will never forgive her. Or I don't know what that's supposed to I don't know what I'm saying. Anyway, she doesn't think they're gonna, ever going to f- forgive her. I don't think Hazel actually has a reason to be angry, but it is high school. Yeah, you know how, and it's Paige who has a real issue with her, so you know how they follow Paige. Um, right, and I and we see some of that later, um, and maybe it was at episode four where she tries to repair the relationships, um, and kind of Paige trying to influence others to make decisions, so I guess I could see it. Yeah. Our back to our main leading man today. After school, Craig finds Angie at the park, and he takes a few pictures. Angie excitedly greets him and laments that he's been gone, evidently at camp, for a long time. This leads us to believe that Craig and Angie have an established yet secret relationship. It's really weird that he's taking those pictures of him, though. And I saw that she put that in note. Yeah, because no matter how many times I rewatched Degrassi and this episode specifically, I'm like, you just had to know to some capacity that sneaking around and taking photos of a minor, like she has to be like five, is just inappropriate. It's like, I get that that's your sister, but like, it looks really weird to the people who don't know who you are. And that's where it becomes a problem. Oh, absolutely. It's just like someone probably should have told you sooner that that was yeah. not okay. So here we learn because Angie runs up and someone's like, who is that? And she's like, that's my brother. Because So Angie's ha- Craig's half-sister. And they share a mother, who we know is deceased, 
Angie and Joey go to visit the site where their mother is buried and while Craig creepily and very obviously takes more pictures of them. It didn't matter anyway because Angie snitched on Craig about him visiting regularly. So Craig makes it home before dinner and his father's really happy but confused as to why Joey Jeremiah will be calling him. Craig breathes a sigh of relief when his dad says he won't be calling him back, likely avoiding additional abuse at the hands of his father, who then makes a disparaging remark about Craig's mother leaving the father, a surgeon, for Joey, a used car salesman. Yeah, for this, it made me realize, too, that Craig probably never was properly was able to properly grieve his mother because of his dad's attitude towards her. Yeah. Um, and because of that, the relationship he has has with Angela is probably why he keeps it secret, but also the only like relationship he has left to his mother, which is why he tries to hold it so dearly to him. Um, yeah. And that's sad because we'll hear his father talk about it a little bit more. He's just constantly always putting down the mother. And then in return, I think he just like resents Craig because of it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And everyone involved with that woman and, and Joey. Mm-hmm. So Craig almost needs to reassure his father that he won't do the same thing. I'm not going to leave you for him, even despite the fact that we saw him Photoshop, or I guess whatever you're going to call this version of it, a picture of himself with Joey and Angie just a few moments ago. So he like merged a picture of himself to a picture of Joey and Angie visiting the grave, I think. And so I don't really know how the hell you do it. I'm not a photographer. So he made it back in the early 2000s, too. So he was working really hard. Right. And so (laughs) meanwhile, Toby is still smart in case you forgot. And so he uses his smarts to generate a system that will help him to determine the best odds or uh, JT's best odds with an older woman. The Isaac system suggests Terry, but JT wants to challenge with Paige instead. (laughs) Choosing Terry would have saved everyone a heap of grief later on if you know you know and if you don't know you're gonna find out but i digress project page has officially begun yeah it'll be over in about two minutes oh look it's gross and grosser looks like grosser wants a word with you uh page may i say that you're looking rather radiant today may i carry your bag for you um you want to carry my bag yeah i'll carry it home i'll carry it to school your wish is my command Oh, well, in that case, um, I wish that you'd go back to your girlfriend over there and leave me alone. Now. This does not disappoint JT, however, as he is determined to continue trying until Paige becomes his. Somewhere in here, there is a problem with JT being unable to take no as an answer, but I don't really feel like a thing piece today, so. (laughs) There it is. JT asks Paige out, and while she declines him by laughing away, Spinner and Hazel offer to pay her to go out with him. As we learned, er- learned earlier, Paige is desperate for cash, so to Hazel and Sprinter, she agrees that she will go out with JT if they pay her to do so. All right. Uh, me. In an infinite universe. Yeah, an, an insignificant planet. What are we, one of, one of six billion inhabitants, big deal. And honestly, if I were to say, if I were to disappear, who'd care? <laughs> what would it matter? Uh, a subatomic blip in the temporal fabric of creation. So there you have it, uh, Craig Manning. 
Craig is in class, basically telling his class he wants to disappear and no one would care. And I guess we didn't see these red flags, but like, it's like his monologue was so concerning. It was, especially for a new kid that's introducing themselves. And that's the first thing they say. And again, it's like, it's Miss Kwan. And this is a teacher that teaches 75 things. You think she would notice that something was a little bit off? That is something where I feel like a lot of teachers would have emailed me, the school counselor, or like as a teacher, they would have pulled them to the side. Hey, yeah. you doing all right, bruh? Like anything? I guess this is the issue of the school being like over understaffed and over in kids, which makes Ms. a lot Sylvain of sense. Ms. got shit to do. That girl be seeing Hazel That's every true. day. <laughs> well, not Hazel. Um, she was seeing, who was it? The little redheaded one who we haven't met yet, Ellie. She was like, I'll see you again tomorrow. And I said, girl, how do you have time for that? She got nothing but time. Yeah. I I think I also noted it's funny that Miss Kwan had a very different reaction to the school's merging than Mr. Simpson did. Like, Miss Kwan was like, oh, I didn't come back to do all this, right? Like, she barely wanted to come back in general, came back and now has to teach all these students. And Mr. Simpson was really excited to have the same students for four more years. But that's because he stands Degrassi. Like, that's where he freaking graduated from. Absolutely. She's like, I didn't know. So happy to be there. Yeah, she's like, no, I just got back from leave and now I got to teach even more students and more classes. Fuck this. <laughs> Nobody asked for this. And I know she didn't. Nope. So C- Craig found finds Emma with Manny in the library. And Emma doesn't initially remember him. But we find out that the two of them danced together at Joey and Craig's mom's wedding a few years prior. Craig knows that Emma babysits Angie because he's a stalker. And using his this to his her advantage, Emma invites Craig to her home that evening because both she and Manny find Craig incredibly cute. <sighs> and here you go with Emma making things more complicated for everyone There's, around her by involving stuff that's starting here. A lot. <laughs> so many things are brewing. Elsewhere in Toronto, Craig's father goes to Joey's sales lot to approach him about the phone call. Instead of just calling him back, he shows up to his job, whatever. <laughs> You got my message? Sure did. Good. Well, it's about Craig. I know this is really none of my business, but... He's gonna butt in anyway. I just wanted to know how is he doing. What's your interest in my son? I just... He's my son, right? Yes, but he's also Angela's brother. Half-brother? What's your point? Angela misses him, okay? And I know he misses her. You and I need to do something. Okay, you and I need to do nothing. Except stay away from each other. Okay, you're not getting it here, okay? Craig wants to see Angela, and I know he has been seeing her. Just found out myself. He's been doing it on his own time. You and I may hate each other, but do our kids have to? Even if it's just once a month? I don't, I guess I, I have this, I have something written here and I have it crossed out, so I don't know why, but anyway. Oh, I guess that's, that was probably honestly the sound clip that, I, anyway. He speeds away, but not before hearing that Craig has been seeing Angela in secrecy. So, uh-oh. Oh, shit. After school, Craig and Angie are playing together at what we find out is Spike's birthday celebration. Joey shows up unexpectedly, complaining that his blind date ended up being much older than he had anticipated. <laughs> when he sees Craig, he mentioned that she'd, he had seen Albert earlier that day and gotten the idea that he didn't want Craig to spend time with them. At hearing his dad and Joey spoke, Craig gets a hint and immediately leaves the Nelson home. Emma was very nosily listening in this conversation. Always. No surprise, right? No surprise there. We see Craig outside his home, and it's clear that Craig's known, or Craig knows he's about to walk into some shit. His father is sitting at the table when he walks in, and he doesn't initially acknowledge Craig. 
Craig goes down to his dark room in the basement to discover that it has unfortunately been destroyed, presumably by his dad. His father fathers, or follows behind, angrily letting Craig know that he found his photo album, the one where Craig had pictures of himself spliced together with Joey and Angie. And in this moment, he takes his anger out on Craig, and the episode ends. So this is a scene of unfortunate, more physical abuse. However, this is a two-part episode, so while part one has ended, we're going to forge on. Any comments before I move on? I think the only thing I didn't mention is that um, the summer was kind to some of the Degrassi students because they came back looking much older. They played Manny, though, because they still put her in pigtails when she's supposed to be an eighth grader. They just, and um, you know what? That, that, and that comes to bite her in the ass later when she yeah. looks too young. Yeah, absolutely. So that was funny. The only one that came back that didn't look great was Paige, but like rightfully so because that's karma. Um, what else? Oh, and then in that, I don't know if this is the first or second episode, uh, but there was like a Sprite and Doritos placement that was so obvious. I thought it was hilarious. See, we'd have been getting drunk if we were playing the Degrassi no context drinking game. Honestly. Um, what else? Oh, and then the we mentioned this very early on, but the shimmy, shimmy rivalry. Um, did not die over the summer. It's like, <laughs> it takes so long. I don't think, spoiler alert, the shimmy rivalry dies until like season three. Oh, we In have fact, some I time. Think I may have, yeah, we've we've got some time. They they are going back and forth. All of season two, we're mad at each other. All right, so back to season episode two. So in the opening scene, we see the bruising that Albert Manning has left on Craig's body as a result of the abuse, but we need some lightheartedness. So let's take a brief break from abuse to find Paige finds JT at lunch and agrees to go out with him. This is definitely our palate cleanser for the episode. Um, Cause you got to have a little light with a little heavy. And so Absolutely. we get to watch a cute little date. They decide to move, go to a movie and a bite. My, your treat. I don't even know what she says, honestly, but she definitely says movie and a bite at the mall at 5 PM. <laughs> She tells him not to be late, but then she shows up late herself, dressed with a sweatshirt to hide her face. JT brought Paige a nice stuffed bear, but she is clearly just there for the money. Meanwhile, Emma's being nosy. She invites Craig to help her babysit Angie because, you know, you can't hang out with Angie, but that doesn't mean you can't hang out with me. Really, she probably just thirsty. And against her wishes, <laughs> he ends up taking Angie to the park because he's like, yeah, I'll take her. Which this is obviously got this is going to go bad all over it. Honestly, why is you like you as her babysitter making those decisions, girl? Please, I, I and I understand her being like he's her brother, but like she man because she says this later. And it, anyway, we'll keep going, and I'll we'll get there when we get there. <laughs> so none of this would have happened if Emma had just minded her business. But here we are. <laughs> so she knows that Craig isn't allowed to see Angie because of his father, and at the park, Angie discovers Craig's bruises. And he comes up with this the bright or impulsive idea to use the guilt money he received from his father earlier in the episode to purchase a ticket for the two of them to go to British Columbia. You remember British Columbia? It's beautiful. The weather's warm. I don't remember. You were just a baby. You know, this isn't a million bucks, but it is enough to get us there. Together? Let's go. The bus station's not far. Come on. Angie. This information does not go over well with Joey, who Angie snitches to when he finds them getting ice cream at the park. Because Joey's like, I'm sorry, Emma. 
where the fuck is Angie? And she's like, he's with Craig. And Joey's like, ma'am. And she's like, he's her brother. And Joey's like, bitch, I think you're just a babysitter, as he should have. Literally read her like somebody needed to. Because, what? again, making these decisions for someone you're babysitting and involving yourself as if you are like a social worker or like a therapist or something. Ho- you're I not. That, I hope in Degrassi-verse, that's Emma's job now. It would make sense the way she's always in somebody's business and always trying to fix shit no one asked her to. I would hope she would at least be getting paid to do it at this point. And I just want to say that in an alter alternate universe, there might be a podcast called Sounds About White with my voice also on it. And my alter ego personality is Emma Nelson because who's a white savior like Emma Nelson? Just saying. <laughs> anyway, um, back to Degrassi. So Joey yells at Craig to stay away from Angie and they leave with Craig looking embarrassed and sad as he's losing connection with his sister. Later that night, Craig is talking to his father when Joey calls. Craig knows what this means and he instantly runs to his room to hide. He makes plans to go to Sean's home and he jumps out the window while his father is literally breaking down the door. It was pretty scary for anyone who was watching that. So let's go back to our palate cleanser. Okay, want to hear a joke? You got to promise not to get upset or something. As if I get upset at a joke. Okay. What is a cheerleader's favorite drink? Root beer. Get it? Root beer? Root. I can't believe you would make a cheerleading joke to last year's head cheerleader. I'll forgive you if you answer me this. What's the difference between a North Park cheerleader and a bag of trash? I don't know, what? Trash gets taken out more often. (laughs) (laughs) Paige and JT are actually having a good time when they get interrupted by Hazel and Spinner. So much for palate cleansers because now Degrassi is playing the sad mood music because JT (sighs) is hurt to find out that Paige was paid to go out with him. So I guess back to the depressing plot. Craig is with Sean on the train tracks and he suggests, again, going to British Columbia. Sean, whose social worker is clearly doing the Lord's work, tells Mm -hmm. him that is a terrible idea. Even together, it's horrible. Disappointed by a second round of rejection that day, Craig plays a dangerously close game of chicken with an approaching train, only to be saved by Sean. I think you commented on that. Did you um, did you realize that Craig had like pushed Sean the way that uh, Sean pushed Emma? Did he? Like the wow. way that he fell to the ground was very similar to how Emma fell. And I was like, wait look a at, minute, this has to look, be on purpose. Look at that coming full circle. <laughs> All right. So Craig, so he gets, he runs off laughing into the distance, which I do have a TikTok for that moment anyway. So now this is where I'm confused because Sean evidently went to Emma for help who consulted Joey. But like, when did Sean and Emma become friends again? Right. I'm thinking this was a good reason for him to be able to reach out to Emma and she would be willing to listen because, again, white savior. So you right. You right. Joey was unwilling to believe Emma and Sean, which is crazy because I just think about how many times like I review like reports of abuse where it's like they told this person, this person, this person, this person and this person. And the people who are like, yeah, but like, let's talk to the parents to make sure. And I'm like, literally, in Joey's defense, he's not a mandated reporter, but literal mandated reporters give me that grief. So... Unfortunately, the adult impulse is to very weirdly not believe people when they tell you about abuse. It drives me nuts. That's yeah, that's strange considering it because Craig is old enough to where it 
it were to come from him, you would think that he wouldn't lie about it, you know? And right. it would like make sense because his behavior has been so strange. Like he's been acting out. We find out he's been acting out as a result from other things later on. But it, I just feel like I would be like, wait a minute, that might make sense because he's obviously sneaking around to avoid his dad finding out. Right. Where are we? Yes. Yeah, so Joey doesn't want to believe Emma and Sean when they tell him about Albert hits Craig, only to be convinced when Angie says, no, nah, I, I saw those bruises. Um, A dinosaur gets him. And Joey's like, ah, oh, fuck. Now I'm officially involved. And so Emma's left to watch Angie. So I guess he forgives her. But when I mean, Emma... <laughs> no, because that should have been the last time Emma ever babysat. It's not. Obviously, we know that. If you know, you know. If you don't, you'll find out. But it should have been the end of her babysitting career. Man. But anyway. Um, after a long search for Craig in the area, Joey finds Craig at Julia Jeremiah's grave. Craig initially is defensive, but Joey gently gets Craig to admit that his father is abusive and they hug. The next day, I mean, like, my heart, I'm so happy that, like, Joey loves Craig and takes care of him. Like, Joey has always been so good to Craig. There's, like, one moment where, like, Joey was kind of going through it and he did something a little shady. But then when you know why, it's like, okay, like. And I just watched an episode season four today. So, but anyway. <laughs> we do love the Joey. Next, the next day, Joey drives Craig home to, with Albert and the plan is for him to grab things to go leave with Joey. When Craig enters the home, Albert immediately begins to try and manipulate Craig, saying that he loves him. However, when Craig says that there are a few options, he's like, I could either go to social services, live with Joey while we work through this, or I can stay here and you can beat me. And Albert can't even admit that there's a problem, which is... Mm-hmm peak abuser behavior so um i am happy to say that craig maintained his resolve he grabbed his things and drove off into the sunset with joey jeremiah we're gonna end on a positive high note because meanwhile degrassi Paige approaches jt and she apologizes or her version of an apology so she apologizes ish for being paid to go out with him and he agrees to call it even if she kisses him which she does on the cheek (laughs) Though he was a great date, she only dates up <sighs> and not down. And therefore, he should move on because she absolutely will. Hopefully, she'll be rocking a new haircut in the next episode because this episode has finally come to a close. She didn't even brush her hair. This was my issue with it. She didn't try to fix it. She just left no. it looking crusty. No. Like, it took a while, I think, for her hair to start looking good again. I'm actually not really sure. Uh, anyway um i guess any comments on any of that um yeah (laughs) this was a lot for a first episode but a a lot of it is pretty heavy so not much to say on that front we're introduced to craig and i mean it only gets more interesting from here with that character it wow yeah yeah craig does craig brings the chaos Um, he does he does he does. Um, I will say I enjoyed the part in the beginning where we got to see everybody coming back from uh, summer break because that's always interesting to see the characters grow up. And I realized, wait, no, because I realized that season two was filmed like between years. Like season two is one of the longest. Oh I don't know God. if it's just my Roku like showing me the wrong details, but it literally said it was like. Oh, it's like 22 say, episodes, isn't it? Yeah, it's hella episodes, but it they made it seem like it was filmed in a span of like several years. <laughs> Just season two, yeah. though. It is a very long season. 
And you get and we get so many more. I think we get two new care, two more additional characters this season. I'm thinking Hazel and Ellie. Uh, Do they come in this season? I think I so. I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here's my beef with Hazel again. They had her pop up. Like, I remember we were talking about this last episode, just like who's the devil on whose shoulder? Like Paige is the devil on everybody's shoulder, but like Hazel in this instance is the devil on Paige's shoulder. And like she has Spinner, who again she wanted to take from Terry so badly and still has nothing to do with him. It doesn't just make it make sense. Lets him pay her to go on dates with other people. I don't get it. <laughs> yes. So for my episode, moral. Um, I kind of took it as if you you are someone you know is a victim of abuse. I think the intended purpose of this episode was to really just show the signs to look for in children their age, um, and the steps it takes if you suspect someone's being hurt by their caregivers. So it kind of like by looking at Craig's behavior and also what do you do? Who do you tell? Well, you have to tell an adult because I think in later episodes we see what happens when some characters know about something shady going on and they don't tell an adult. So, and I, I believe that in cases of cases of abuse, it's really hard. I mean, from what I understand, I'm sorry, my cat is being a psychopath. <laughs> what does he want? Anyway, it's like kids tell each other things and they hide things from adults. Mm-hmm. And so they're the ones who are going to notice the signs and issues. And they're the ones who we really need to tell someone. So the moral is if you're watching this episode, you now know what to look for if your friends are in trouble and therefore you should tell an adult. Yeah. So I have trust. very similar sentiments just to confide, confide in a trusted adult like Joey when you're faced with a tough situation that you can't resolve or handle on your own. So like Sean learned about Craig's situation, but he knew he couldn't help alone. So he told Emma who would know to tell Joey. So as long as an adult is finding out and you're not just keeping it to yourself, someone is able to like be helped in the long run. Cause like we saw Joey was very willing to take Craig in. So it's important to tell someone. Yes, I agree. Um, Let me think. Any predictions for next episode? Um, I didn't have one for next episode, but I, I kind of touched on it earlier. Just that Craig's behavior isn't a resolve, only a resolve of his difficult home life with his father. And we'll kind of see this behavior pop up again and we'll get to the root of it. Um, yeah. Craig is such yeah. like a robust character. He's got yeah. so much, so many roots to him. So it's really interesting to see the, just that, that evolution and development of his character. Which, with that being said, new student equals new romances. So we both see Mm -hmm. Emma and Manny swoon. We see both Emma and Manny swoon after Craig. And Craig seems to have a history with Emma. Will we see another romance brew for Emma? Or is Manny going to get a chance at love this time around? I don't know. We're going to have to find out. If you know, you know. I think the only thing I missed earlier, and you pointed out, is I said that Sean is always trying to save someone's life. And if you know, or he actually does always save someone's life. He does. And that's a, a major if you know, you know. If you don't, you'll find out. Sean is the hero in a lot of situations that he doesn't he really He is the true white savior. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't at all. And he says, he was like, I didn't ask. I just did. Yeah. I'm Isn't that I'm crazy? literally minding my business. I'm. He actually is trying to mind his business. But here we are. Yeah. I mean, he's also saved them from taking ecstasy. So <laughs> in case Keep you forgot. <laughs> All right. I realized I'm not sure if I stopped reading the like 
synopsis of the next episode of my episodes or if I just didn't read the one for the finale, which makes sense because it's the finale. So I will go ahead and read it this week in case I forgot last week. Next on Degrassi. Spike tells Emma she's dating her old schoolmate, Emma's teacher, Mr. Simpson. (gasps) After Spike cancels a girls' night with Emma to be with him, Craig helps Emma and Manny crash the seniors' 80s dance. Meanwhile, Spinner and Jimmy find themselves competing against each other in the breakdancing contest for tickets to a Toronto Maple Leafs game. But do not fare... Do not farewell against the new kid, Marco. As I said, we're going to get to meet Marco this season. Marco. Yes, he is here. We do get briefly introduced to Marco. Um, Yeah, and he also has lots of storylines. So we get some new kids. We get some new storylines. Degrassi continues to be able to go there. Love that for us. All right. so that wraps this week's episode of below the dot podcast if you enjoyed your listen please tell a friend to tell a friend to hold you over between episodes you can follow us on twitter instagram and tiktok under some derivative of the username below the dot feel free to reach out with any questions comments or concerns on either of our social media accounts or email us at whateverittakes385 at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back this time next week. Bye.